When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the only real holiday on the NFL calendar, right? The only holiday weekend that matters in the NFL. New Year's doesn't matter. Christmas, that's just another day. Thanksgiving is Thursday. You know, just another Thursday in an NFL week. But the 4th of July, that's right in that swing period between minicamp and training camp. And the players, the coaches, they love their 4th of July. So let's have a 4th of July edition of Inside Indiana Sports. Now, we're going to talk about the Colts. We're going to talk about Anthony Richardson and why you can't trust your eyes as you watch Anthony Richardson in the preseason, either at training camp or during preseason games. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about somebody, and Shane Steichen's got to be the guy, has got to hold this team accountable. No more days off. You've got to earn that with winning. Not just winning a game, but having a winning season. This Colts team, they walk around like, and, and I'm not talking necessarily about the players, but they walk around like, you know, we're, we're the champions. You know, we won Super Bowl 41. Well, that was more than 15 years ago. Win something, then celebrate, then give days off. Come on. Uh, Pacers, they're trading, according to Shams, they're trading Chris Duarte to the Kings in order to get some draft equity in future drafts. But what they're really doing, it's kind of a salary dump a little bit. They know that Duarte is not in their plans, so they're going to recoup that $4.1 million against the cap and now have $36 million in practical cap space that they can spend in some kind of a deal that's going to bring additional talent to the Pacers, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about ESPN, changes at ESPN. I hate to see that, but you know what? The people at ESPN, like Susie Colburn, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, they have made a ton of money. So it, they're going to be fine. They rode the crest of the wave, and then the wave, as it always does in the media, it crashed right upon their heads. And so they're out. We'll talk a little bit about ESPN. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now. For Friday, the final day of June, June 30th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Jared Johnson, you say, hey, Jared, I got problems with my house. My pipes is breaking all over the place. He's going to come out. He's going to fix it. He's going to say, hey, don't worry. Calm down. I'm going to come out. I'm going to take care of it. Your well-being, your psychological well-being can be uh, maintained through hiring Jared Johnson. 765-610-8809, the number. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. You want to leave a comment? Leave a comment. We love comments. I answer almost all the comments. Any that require an answer, I answer. And if you donate during this live show, I'll answer your comment. 
All right, your comment or your question. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and why you can't trust what you see from Anthony Richardson. And reason one is that Anthony Richardson is going to throw interceptions during the preseason. He's going to do it in camp. He's going to do it in preseason games. And I will tell you why. They want him, and I'm talking about Shane Steichen and Jim Bob Cooter and Cam Turner, the quarterback's coach, they want him to figure out what windows he can squeeze the ball into and which he cannot. And the only way you do that is through practical experience. So he's going to do that. He's going to shove it into windows that he can't get it through. And that's just the way it's going to be. So he's going to throw picks. Uh, let's. Uh, Andre says, Kent, you're hard on Ballard. Why not harder on Kevin Pritchard? What in the hell is he doing with 20 cards on the roster? I don't get harsh on Kevin Pritchard until the season starts. And, and I think Kevin's doing the right thing. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think he's building the right way. Now's the time to go win. And he said that, that Tyrese Halliburton, Halliburton's kind of development is evolution into a top-level point guard in the NBA. That's accelerated the clock a little bit. So they're going to go out there going to try to win. I think what he's done is pretty good. It's hard in the NBA with that soft cap. Chris Ballard in the NFL, you know what? You're going to have this in the NFL. You're going to be able to get up here and go to the playoffs because of that hard cap. The cap is getting harder with this new CBA that goes into effect tomorrow. That's going to happen. Teams that overspend, it's not just going to be luxury tax, but they're going to be dinged and punished in other ways. That's going to become a serious disincentive for teams moving forward. Good question. And I think it's a little personal, too. Uh, like I like Chris Ballard personally, but I really like Kevin Pritchard. Kevin Pritchard's a very nice guy, and, and he's trying his very best. I know that Jim Ursay wants to win. Here's the difference. You all know the difference? I know Jim Ursay wants to win. I don't know that about Herb Simon. I think Herb Simon wants to make money, and he wants to win. I think Jim Ursay and all NFL owners can't help but make money, but Jim Ursay wants to win too. Some guys get into the NFL just because it is a cash cow. It's a little bit different in the NBA. So the priorities, I think, for the two franchises are a little bit different, but that's a good question. Um, like I said, interception is going to come for Anthony Richardson. And if he plays with and against the twos, if they get him a lot of reps in the preseason against the twos, he is going to make what you saw from Chad Kelly. Remember Chad Kelly in the preseason? We saw him run. We saw him throw. We thought, my God, this guy is Roger Staubach incarnate. He is the man. Well, he's playing against threes and fours, for God's sake. So, of course, he was able to make them miss both with his feet and with his arm. Anthony Richardson against twos is going to be able to escape the rush that's allowed by a, a porous second-level offensive line. And then he's going to make them look like they're on roller skates as he cuts around him and darts and dashes, and he's going to look like Gale Sayers, and he looks like Gale Sayers anyway. So against twos, he's really going to look like that. You cannot pay attention to what he looks like against twos. You, you can't trust the wins in the preseason – they don't mean you're any good, and you can't trust the losses in the preseason. They don't mean that you suck. So during the preseason, we're really going to have to work together, you and I, to make sure that we neither get too high because of the wins in the preseason 
nor too low because of the losses in the preseason. That's critical to being able to kind of set our expectations at a reasonable level come September 10th when the Colts play against the Jaguars, the Jaguars being without Cam Robinson because he got a four-game rip for a PED violation, which is great news for the Colts. Jaguars play against Colts in Week 1, the Chiefs in Week 2. Colts play the Jags in Week 1, and the Texans in Week 2. Colts could go 2-0 for the first time since 2009, and the Jags could wind up 0-2 and think, oh my God, the sky is falling. What is the matter? What do we have? Trevor Lawrence, what is going on? Maybe it was all a mirage last year. You know what? They're young. They could get skittish after an 0-2 start. That opening game for the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium on September 10th is enormous, huge. If they lose that game, it's going to be really, really tough. That season could get uh, difficult. But if they win... All things are possible. That's the magic of the NFL. Like with the NBA, at the end of October, you're like, yeah, well, you know, we got 82 of these damn things. In baseball, you're like, got 162 regular season games. In the NFL, you got 17. And each of them are really, is really, really important. So uh, I look forward to nothing but fun. But when you go to camp and you see for yourself what Anthony Richardson looks like. I did a radio interview uh, in Alabama yesterday, in Mobile, Alabama. I was talking about Anthony Richardson, and you would have thought that, my God Almighty, he is the, he is the unholy combination of Michael Vick's legs and, um, you know, the swag of Jim McMahon and the winning ability of Tom Brady the brain of Peyton Manning, and, you know, I mean, it was just, and the release of Dan Marino. I was talking about Anthony Richardson. I got way out over my skis. You'd have thought this guy is going to be the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. And I thought, well, it's, you know, I got going a little bit. What's wrong with that? A little bit of momentum down in Mobile, Alabama. I got no problem with it, but I, I did think at the end, I was like, wow. You say that in Indianapolis, that's a lot for that dude to live up to. Don't need to put that on him. But you're going to watch and you're going to see and you're going to go, ooh. At some point in the first 15 minutes of practice, ooh. And you're going to know what I'm talking about. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the Pacers. Their current ratings, player ratings, at their positions in terms of trade value. Tyrese Halliburton, this is good. It's good to get this kind of context as we talk about the Pacers. And this is according to Hoops Hype. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, number seven. Benedict Mather among point guards. Benedict Matherin as a two. He's number six. Jairus Walker, number 14. Miles Turner, number 10. Buddy Heald is unranked. But don't crap on Buddy Heald so quickly. 16.8 points per game last year. 42.5% from three-point, the three-point arc. 42.5%. I don't like allowing 42.5% to walk out the door. This is not a bad team as currently constructed. I think they win 45 games the way they're built right now. If Jarris Walker's the real deal. We got we to gotta allow this guy to kind of develop a little bit. If they can get a starting level four who comes in on the last year of a deal, Jarris Walker can get on the floor 20, 22 minutes a game. And, and kind of develop his game, 
I think that's a good thing. It's different, and I know what you're going to say. If it's okay to do it, Jairus Walker, why not with Anthony Richardson? Different game, different challenges, different level of learning, different level of responsibility being an NFL quarterback and being a power forward in the NBA. It just is. Uh, Chris Duarte, according to Shams, is being dealt to the Sacramento Kings for draft considerations. They're dumping the $4.1 million that he's going to count against the cap this year. And people, like, okay, you know, people are talking about the, the great connection between Chris Duarte and Domas Sabonis that's going to be unleashed in Sacramento. What the hell is the matter with you people? Are you crazy? Chris Duarte was a reach. He was an old rookie, came from Oregon. You know, he, yes, he was the Pac-12 Player of the Year at Oregon. What the hell does that mean to anybody? And I like Chris Duarte. He is a smiley, good-natured dude. On his way out, he doesn't fit. Another guy who didn't fit, as long as they keep, and, and this is the thing with the NBA and Pritchard, if you wind up hitting on five draft picks, period, over a decade-long run, if you hit on five guys, you got a chance to go to the playoffs and win in the playoffs. In the NFL, you got to hit on five every single draft because you got 22 starters, 25 starters if you count special teams, and in the NBA, you got five right? It's hard. You get lucky once in the NBA. You get lucky. Rob Thorne got lucky once with Michael Jordan in part because of a ridiculous trade that the Pacers made in acquiring, I think, Tom Owens for the uh, first round pick in 1984, which went to the Portland Trail Blazers. They could have used on Michael Jordan. The Pacers could have had Michael Jordan, for God's sake. That's how important draft picks are in the NBA. In the NFL, not that important. You don't regret them 40 years later. I almost said 30 years later. It's been almost 40 years since Michael Jordan was taken third overall. And because Rod Thorne did that, Jerry Krause got to walk around like the cock of the walk, like, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the world. Look what I did. I put together a six-time NBA champion. <laughs> With crumbs all over his shirt and whatnot. What he did, he took Scottie Pippen. That was a good pick. That's what he did. That was the chief contribution that Jerry Krause made. And without Michael Jordan being kind of the mentor to Scottie Pippen, Scottie, we don't even know who Scottie Pippen is. All right. Um, but Duarte going to the Kings, which frees up money that allows the Pacers to go after somebody like Kyle Kuzma or uh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's overvalued because he won a championship. Kyle Kuzma, you know what? It's kind of like when Horace Grant went to the Magic from the Bulls. What was Horace Grant without Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan? He wasn't much of nothing. Um, good player. Okay player. Kyle Kuzma, he is a volume shooter and an occasional scorer. That's what he is. I don't like either as fits on this team, which is weird because they do need to upgrade. You know but is that the way to do it? That's a good question. Um, ESPN. We're going to find out starting at 6, though. Free agency starts at 6, and, and the Pacers are going to be busy. It, Kevin Pritchard says he's getting itchy. When Kevin Pritchard gets itchy, watch out. That's like watching like a Richter scale start to bubble. Uh-oh. Richter scale's going. We've got a fault somewhere about, whoa! 
Batten down the hatches. Oh! That's what happens when Kevin Pritchard gets itchy. The earthquakes are coming. Uh, Max Kellerman, Susie Calber, Keyshawn Johnson, LaFonzo Ellis, Ashley Brewer, Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, all out at ESPN. And I found this out. This makes me laugh. Doris Burke was trending on Twitter. I was like, Doris Burke trending on Twitter? What happened? Was she in a car wreck? Did she collapse and pass? I don't know what happened. Doris, it was because Doris Burke was not fired that she's trending on Twitter. And then you've got people who jump on, you know, the news that Doris Burke is still working for ESPN. And they say, oh, this is just an excuse for all the misogynists to come out and yell about women in sports media. Well, no, this is about sports media fans yelling about Doris Burke. Why? Like, we yell about guys all the time. Guys, this guy's terrible. That guy's terrible. And somehow, because we say, oh, this woman doesn't do a very good job, and I'm not saying I don't think that about Doris Burke, or that I do think that about Doris Burke. What I'm saying is, people can be critical of women, too, like, there's nothing wrong with being critical of, of a woman's professional performance when we're paid to, you know, when we pay to consume it. And we pay about $7.30 a month to watch ESPN. I, I don't like that. Being painted, men being painted as misogynistic because they don't like the performance of a woman at ESPN is just wrongheaded and stupid and myopic. And what are we doing? So Max Keller, Max Kellerman... Look, I get it. Really, really likable. He used to do a fight night show with Brian Kenny on ESPN where he was incredibly likable. He knew boxing inside and out. He was terrific. And so because he did that really well, ESPN kept putting him into situations where he didn't perform altogether that well. And then they gave him the show, the radio show in the morning, and then the TV show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he wasn't very good because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when he talks about other stuff. That's not his wheelhouse, talking about the NFL and Major League Baseball. He tried, but that likability was tied to a, uh, a bit of a, a, like a knowledge base and insight and perspective that was associated to what his hyper-focus was, which was boxing. He was really good at that. Susie Calber, I hate to see go. She's terrific. And will always be terrific. Really, really good. Um, Lafonso Ellis, really, uh, according to everybody who's worked with him, a really, really nice guy. Keyshawn Johnson, I thought, was always kind of an ill fit. He always tried to be more than what he actually is. And that's always a mistake. Be your authentic best self. That's what you got to be. But you know what? All of these people, they were on ESPN. They made a lot of money. They enjoyed the fruits of their labor. And now they're gone. So you go do something else. This is what happens in life. Nobody gets to keep their job forever, certainly not in media, unless you're Dave Calabro. If you're Dave Calabro at Channel 13 here in town, you get to, like, forever you're, he's going to be on because, first of all, he looks like he's about 35 years old. He's got perfect hair. He is a wonderfully nice human being. He knows what he's talking about. He does what he's told. He is the perfect local sports TV guy. Wonderful at what he does. I love Dave Calabro. I like all the guys in town are really, really fun and really, really good and very pleasant to be around. I like all of them. And, and it's nice that it seems like none lose their job. The only guy who lost his job was Rich and I. 
and they tried to put him into a box over here. You're going to one-man band uh, spot news for us. And I think they thought that Rich and I, after about 30 years with WTHR, was going to say, you know what, it's been a good run, thanks. Rich and I went to work. Rich and I took that opportunity, turned it into Emmy Awards. That's what Rich and I did. Congratulations to Rich and I. At any rate, uh, sports media is a tough business. It's really hard to get ahead. All of the, the measures are, are subjective, and even when they aren't, when they're objective and, and driven by research, and ESPN does more research than you can even fathom, half the time they get it wrong. So that's the way it works. I was happy to see Sage Steele and Hannah Storm doing Sports Center today from noon to wound up being three because Max is gone, so the show's gone. Good for them. Hang on tight. Saw Linda Cohn this morning doing Sports Center. Good for her. Keep working, keep grinding, keep saving for that rainy day because the rain's coming, baby. Just like the earthquake is coming for the Pacers in the form of Kevin Pritchard making mega deals, and they are coming, I promise you. Rain is going to fall on the career of sports media types. Have a great weekend. Have a great 4th of July weekend. If you're going out to Dave Matthews' band, do not throw stuff at Dave Matthews. Be nice. Don't do that. Like that uh, Kelsey Ballerini lady getting hit in, a, hit in the head by a bracelet. Nobody needs that. Yes? Getting pritchy. <laughs> Julie's getting itchy. And Julie's getting pritchy. And she's just back from the Kroger, which always puts her in a great mood. We'll talk to you. If news breaks, it'll break right here. Like a, like a bottle over the top of my head or like a cell phone into the head of that other lady that somebody threw stuff at.